Generation Church, based in the beautiful Rex Theater in the heart of downtown Pensacola, Florida. Our hope is that today's teaching will encourage and equip you to be firm in faith, to fulfill the call of God in your life, and to finish well. Grab your Bible, open up your notes app, and let's dive in. I want to speak from Psalms 77, a familiar Psalms to a lot of people. I've shared on it before, but it's so rich. <laughs> that I just thought I would uh, mention it again. Uh, it's about King David, and, and or King David writes Psalm 77, and let me tell you, he's in pretty bad shape. Uh, he's going through a lot, as we can often be. I, I'm sure I could um, talk to many of you right now, and you're going through something very, very difficult. You know, I see prayer requests too during the week, and I just know that there's a lot going on and um, sometimes in those times, it's uh, really hard to regain traction and to really trust God. And so my hope this morning is that you would feel extremely encouraged and, and that your faith would be built up. So this is the psalm, Psalm 77. I'm actually going to read the whole psalm, but I'm going to break it up because what I want to do is I want to just share a few interesting facts along the way. But this is, the, this is how it starts out. And you tell me, you tell me right now if David is upset. <laughs> he says, I cried out to God for help. I cried out to God, listen, just to hear me. You ever feel like your prayers are hitting the ceiling? When I was in distress, I sought the Lord. At night, I stretched out my untiring hands and I just would not be comforted. You know, sometimes we, we dig deep, right? Sometimes we dig really, really deep, and there's still no comfort. This is David's thing. He was digging deep. I, I remembered you, God, and I groaned. I, I meditated, and my spirit grew faint. So think about that. Even as he's seeking God, even as he's lifting up his hands, and even it's in the night. He's, he's growing faint. It says, you kept my eyes from closing. I was too troubled to speak. I thought about my former days, the years of long ago. <laughs> this is a good thing, by the way. I remembered my songs in the night. This is a good thing. My heart meditated, and my spirit asked, and I'm going to tell you in just a second what it asked. What did it ask? Uh, yesterday was the women's uh, beloved conference, and it was, it was a wonderful time. I, I loved it. And, um, <laughs> so I say that jokingly, but my wife did ask me to lead lead a song in worship or lead some in worship and so I was able to be there because I did that I was obedient and um, so it was fun I had a, I had a, and I, I stayed around to listen to some of the speakers in the sound booth there with Stephen and you know it was just a really a good time to hear um, our different amazing women just speak and uh, and just share God's word and I'm telling you what we are so blessed to have just a richness in this church and so we just uh, they had a really really good time and Teresa spoke on one of the sessions she actually ended the the session and 
she spoke, um, and she used an illustration. She, she spoke on hope. And, you know, um, it's interesting because at um, the beginning of the year, you know how at the beginning of the year you hang on a certain word or you hang on a certain scripture? Well, Teresa doesn't do that. She just, she's not that kind of person. She doesn't really grab a word and say, okay, this is the word that I'm believing for this year. But this year was a little bit different. This year she decided that her word was going to be hope. So she actually showed on the screen a, uh, a, a, a journal that had hope written at the top with a question mark. She was literally questioning hope. Um, and um, so... But she, you know, she decided that um, that, that was the word that, that God had for her. And um, she talked about an anchor, how it's an anchor. You know, the Bible says hope is an anchor. So we talked about that a little bit. It was really good. And um, yet what's interesting is, is in 2023, we're still in it, right? So in that time, in that time of hope, she actually went through one of the most difficult trials of her life. And I would attest to that, me too. And it was just a very, very, it was a very difficult time. And so um, there's this, you know, this feeling a lot of times of, of despair when you go through that. And, um, but here's, the, here's really what I want to bring to your attention this morning, that when you feel clothed in darkness... And you're hoping beyond all hope. And you're in those, those times of life. Sometimes the best thing that you can do, sometimes, let me put it this way, sometimes the only thing that you can do is to borrow light from the past. You know, um, during the darkest times in, in my life, sometimes that's all I can do is I, I can remember the goodness of God. I have to borrow from the past. And there's countless instances in my life, even during worship, you know, something I just sit there and I think of, you know, you progress through life from a child to a teenager to a young adult. All these different periods and all these different times in your life and you see, man, all the challenges and all the things that happened in your life. But yet in this, on the same hand, what you see is the goodness of God. And so what you do is you you look back and you grab those times. I would venture to say that there's probably not a person sitting here that you might even be here because someone prayed for you. Someone loved you. Someone had an impact in your life. Someone said a word to you. That's something you look to. And, and, uh, but I can look back and I can, you know, I can see so many things, uh, millions and millions of things probably that God did that I never saw. Maybe a red light that I got. Maybe a plane I didn't catch. Maybe, you know, maybe something happened, but God was there and he was protecting me. He's a, he's a good and he's a faithful God. And I'm not going to know that stuff till I get to heaven. That God, he's good and he's faithful. Yeah, like, again, K Katrina just uh, sung... God, take us back to the place that we began. So we have to understand that there's beauty and there's power and there's strength in looking back. And when you are in despair, like David is at this point in his life in these few, 
first few verses, he's in total despair. But what did I say? My heart meditated and my spirit asked. It asked what? Well, let's go on. He says, Will the Lord reject forever? Will he never show his favor again? Has his unfailing love vanished forever? Has his promise failed me for all time? He's, he's questioning. One, one translation says when it says, will he never show his favor again? The NLT actually says, will he never again be kind to me? <laughs> and this one, one verse, this one line, it says, has his promise failed me for all time? One translation says, has his promise failed me permanently? Has God forgotten to be merciful? Has he in anger withheld his compassion? One Again, NLT says, has he slammed the door on his compassion? We feel that way. And we cry out to God. And so many times we don't get answers. And we have to encourage ourselves in the Lord. It's so important to do that. What, what shall I do, basically, is what he says. And he says, I'm going to remember the days of old. He says in verse 10, then I thought, <laughs> then I thought, to this I will appeal. The years when the Most High stretched out his right hand. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. In other words, I'm going to do that. I'm going to know that, 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 that God's going to be faithful now because he was faithful then. That's, that's, that's the point. So he remembers how God was in the past. He says, I will consider all of your works and meditate on all of your mighty deeds. Listen, there's power in meditation. There's power on what you think. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, right, be pleasing to you, O Lord. Right, what, what is in our heart? Your ways, God, are holy, what God is as great as our God? You are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the peoples. And with your mighty arm, you redeemed your people and the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. And then what he does at this point is he just, he gives us an example. He gives us an example. He's talking about remembering. And he begins to talk about when Egypt was escaping and they're at the Red Sea. Look what happens. Verse 16, the waters saw you. Think about that. The waters saw him. God, the waters saw you and writhed. The very depths were convulsed. That's what he does to demons too. That's what happens to demons. I'm going to tell you there is really something in this life about walking in authority. Christians that aren't built up in the Word of God and walking in the Word of God, they're beat up from time to time because they're walking in fear. And you know, when you have the attitude to live as Christ and to die as gain, you're fearless. Listen, when you go to war, you have to be fearless or you will be killed. You know, yesterday, I don't know why, it was just... Um, I, I saw, I decided to re-look at the Band of Brothers. You're, I don't know if you ever, some of you men probably have seen that. 
But it was just real interesting. It showed this one young man that was just so fearful, and he was literally in foxholes, and he couldn't move, and he was stuck. He was stuck. He was filled with so much fear that he couldn't be on the offensive. And, and the fear gripped him. We don't, need to be, we don't need to be believers walking in fear. We don't need to be believers that, that are afraid to turn the corner. What's behind the bush? What next? What if? The what ifs do not need to be in your life because God is in control of every part of your life. You have to believe that. You have to understand that nothing can happen to you that God does not allow. So you know what that does for me? It makes me want to live a life that is worthy of God and for there not to be anything in the way. I want God to have full access, not Roger access, not my access. Because when, when I get involved, it, it does, it's not pretty, right? So there's this authority that we walk in. And so this is what David does, is he goes back and he goes, you've been faithful, God. I know you. I know who you are. Listen, people, we have the scriptures. We have so much in the word of God. And as you're going to see, as Pastor Louis preaches this sermon, well, oh, there's so much more. There's so much more that you could, that you'll never understand. That we will, listen, our God is so great. He's so powerful. And we limit ourselves so much. But he's so good and he's, he's so powerful. The other, a while back, I don't know, a few days ago, last week or something, I was just sitting in the back and I was looking at these trees and, you know, and I was just thinking, you know, we always think about the, that God numbers our hairs. And I was thinking, you know, he knows the leaf on the tree. He knows when that leaf will fall. He knows the DNA of that leaf. He knows when the next leaf will grow back. Like, if we could understand that such a powerful God is involved in our life in an intimate way because we are created in his image, it changes your life. It, it totally changes your life. And this is what David's doing. He's going back and he's going, God, you're powerful and I am going to remind myself of your power. I'm going to remind myself of your goodness. I'm going to remind myself. I'm going to never give up. Though he slay me, yet will I praise him. I'm never going to give up. And he says this in 16. The waters saw you. God, the waters saw you and writhed. The very depths were convulsed. The clouds poured down water and the heavens resounded with thunder. Your arrows flashed back and forth. Your thunder was heard in the whirlwind and your lightning lit up the world and the earth trembled and quaked. Now, I had this thought today when I read that, something new that I'd never thought of before. Think about this. The Egyptian, the, uh, the, the Israelites, they're between the Red Sea and they have an army that's coming to them. I mean, could it get worse? Not only are they going to be killed, right, by their own thoughts, not only are they stuck, it's now going to rain. Like, God, can you give me a break? Can I at least die in the sunshine or a beautiful, calm night? See, God had a plan, and the plan was a storm, and the plan was lightning. That was the plan. Your path led through the sea, your way through the mighty waters. 
though your footprints were not seen, you led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. I want to tell you what, there was a reason for that lightning. There was a reason for that storm. There was a reason for that flood. There was a reason. There was a reason for every bit of it. And David is remembering that. So what do we need to do as believers? We need to remember the magnitude and the power of our God. Powerful. That that needs to be our our desire. Creating me a clean heart. You know, in another part, David said that. Creating me a clean heart. Listen, if your heart's not clean, you simply ask, Lord, creating me a clean heart. Create that passion again. Create that love again. Create it, Lord, because I feel like it's dry and lost. But I need it. Let that be the cry of your heart. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you are faithful and you're good. And, Lord, we commit to you our lives in full. And um, we commit the rest of this service to you, Father. I ask that your word would be preached with strength and with power and with conviction. For it's in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for hanging out with us at Generation. You can connect with us on Facebook or Instagram at Generation Pensacola or go to the website at generationpensacola.com and from wherever you download your podcasts. If today's teaching impacted you, We'd love to hear about it, so please drop us a note.